What is up, everybody? It is Damien Salty G doing a pilot episode of the We Are the Podcast Champions. My boy DEO, my friend yep. Matt Roth in the what building. Up? What up? This is going to be a show that is kind of unbridled, uh-huh. kind of hot takey, but at the same token, we're going to bring it with actual information and not just opinion, but facts. So facts. you don't have to get you know facts so you don't get caught up in the whole you guys are just being sports radio hot takes because that's what we see a lot in wrestling podcasts it's all about first reactions it's all about oh what you feel in the moment no 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 the three of us we tend to think that we like to bring education to the table so we are going to be a little bit more refined a little bit ratchet and a lot of bit honest yeah so i think that's a fair assessment so uh that's that's fair man that's fair yeah so, gentlemen, where do you want to start? I think we should probably start with the boom and bust of indie wrestling right now. Um, we, I've likened it in conversations that I've had with Matt before about what we saw in professional wrestling. And Matt and I have known each other for probably about seven or eight years now, so we went through the whole phase of seeing the Ultimate Fighter and seeing, you know, where MMA was like a very niche thing. And then all of a sudden it exploded and you just saw promotion after promotion after promotion after promotion popping up out of nowhere just to cash in on the wave that was currently going on. And, you know, it's fine. You make the money while you can. But we're starting, you know, once that bubble bursts, Mm -hmm. that's it. Like most of those promotions that, popped up were gone within two years or so three years and we're seeing the same thing happen in indie wrestling where we have everybody's got a promotion now like pick a state there's probably four or five promotions that have popped up in just the past year and you know all of the main major indie stars are there and it's like all right there's you're only going to be able to do this for so long before Mm -hmm. this shit falls off so yeah (laughs) it's it's a it's 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 kind of sketchy to see it now because it's like when you see some of the business practices of some of the promotions and then just how they're going about things and then you start hearing that they're not paying people and it, it it's you know now we're starting to see how things got shaky with MMA before too where you would see fighters aren't getting uh, getting paid properly and you know yeah so you guys can take it from uh, from there but yeah that's the big the gist of it I mean for me yeah I mean like for me. I think I think we're obviously in, in a boom uh, period, and like there's a th- there's more talent right now in wrestling than there's ever been. Mm-hmm. I think it's the best time to be a wrestling fan. Like I know that if you speak to people and they have like their ideal uh, era, like some people love like the big guys of the '80s and early '90s. Like some people think that the Attitude Era is the best. Some people think that like right after the Attitude Era, when you had like John Cena, uh, Randy Orton, Brock Lesnar, and Batista coming up, like, for, like, was the best era. I think right now we have the best athletes. Like, these dudes don't do drugs. They smoke weed. But, like, they're not on steroids in the same way, and, like, cocaine the same way that Iron Sheik was right. on steroids and cocaine. And, like, these dudes are dorks. They play <laughs> video games. I mean that in, like... No, that's the, a very like, positive term to put a spin in with, because the vast majority are on weed. You're absolutely right. And, and they're just chill dudes and, and women for the most part. Like... Yeah. They, they just want to play cause headaches. Like they just want to play video games. Like they're yeah. not out. Like they're not out doing lines of blow anymore. 
That right. era is gone. These dudes are legit. They're dorks. They were wrestling dorks as kids or the ones that were wearing the Austin 316 shirts to school. Yeah. That is who they are. And so we're in the best period right now that wrestling has ever been. Flip side to it, though, is because of the boom, the indie star pricing oh. is going to be increasing as well. So, mm-hmm. And I want everybody to get paid. But I also realize that soon a lot of promotions are going to be priced out. And, they, and it's because they did it to themselves. Like, they created this monster because at some point, you bring up like a like a PWG. PWG, you know that you're going to be seeing best wrestlers every single month at those shows in Rosita. Right. But, like, there's a difference between the money spent for tickets to PWG than tickets, like, money spent to go see a Glory Pro show. Mm-hmm. And, like... Glory Pro running in Iowa, Nebraska, you know, Ohio, like the Midwest, there's a lot, there's a a huge difference in money to be made for those promotions. And so I'm assuming that wrestlers are being asked to take a bro price to work those shows. Right. And I think what's going to end up happening is you have guys that are going to be like leaving the WWE. Jimmy Jacobs just left. Austin Aries just left. Uh, Neville, he's trying to leave. They're holding him up. There's rumors that uh, that Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens walked out or got sent home, and they might be on their way back. Like we get real excited, but like kept to book Kevin Steen again, it's gonna be crazy. That's gonna be expensive as shit, man. Like people are talking about Emma, like being like Emma coming to the to the Indies, and it's like she's not Kevin Steen, man. She's not Neville. Like to book Neville, that's gonna be crazy. So I think what happens is people are still going to go to these shows, but I think the promoters have shot themselves in the foot and have basically, like, priced, like, for a small return now, they've priced themselves out of the long term. Right. And the other thing, too, that I've started to notice is, especially with, like, depending on what it is, not only are you going to price yourself out, but you're not going to have as good a product. Like, especially seeing the crazy schedule that some of these wrestlers have it's like look you're not going to be able to give your all at every single event over and over and over and over again eventually you know the magic of uh sammy callahan or a ricochet is going to be you know they're going to show up but are they really going to give you 100 percent when you get there are you actually going to get the full experience that you paid for so it's mm-hmm. like you know it's a trade-off that you're starting to do and like if once you start it's a slippery slope I can attest to that because I remember seeing at an AAW show a couple months ago, uh, Pentagon, and I love Pentagon, and I saw him in a match at AAW, and he was just going through the motions, and you could just tell, like, he just wasn't having it. And then it was a match against Keith Lee, and both of them looked like they were just exhausted. Keith Lee had the kinesthesiology tape all over his shoulder. You know, Penta looks like he's struggling in the ring. And it's one of those things where it's like, damn, had this been a podunk indie, would they have mailed it in? Or was it because it was AAW where it's like, all right, our name carries us here. We could put on a C-plus match and people are still going to eat this up. And, and for me as a fan, because I had so, I saw Penta the next day at Glory Pro, and it was a completely different match between him and Michael Elgin. So I'm like, wait a minute. So we accuse athletes of mailing it in, right? So we're hitting a point now where even in indies, 
the indie stars are mailing it in. I saw a match with ACH, who I've never been a fan of. He he mailed that bad boy in, man. Like I could tell he was just like, let me get in, let me get out, let me get my safe spots in, do one four fifty, get my paycheck, and I'm out the door. I think it was one of his last uh last performances for Evolve. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was just like I'm out. Same thing with Ethan Page before he left Evolve. I could tell like they they downgraded him to tag team with ACH as, as opposed to having him the main event. And he was like, well, if I'm not going to be wrestling Zack Sabre Jr., I uh, guess I'll just be doing the bare minimum just to get the fans over with the microphone work and uh, I'll just take my paycheck and go. You know, yeah. and, and you know who does this well? Because I'll never accuse him of mailing it in because I don't even know if he is mailing it in. Joey Ryan. He's got his gimmick so down on lock that when he takes a bump, that's him trying too hard. Right. You know, like right. I, when I was at the last circus show, no, not circus, uh, Revolver, he took a suplex off a ladder, but it was the safest suplex off of ladder you could ever see. Right. But I guarantee you, Joey Ryan got his money yeah. for taking that one bump. Yeah. And that's one of the things, like when it comes to fandom now, like people aren't actually fans of the actual in-ring action from both. It's just for, you know what, I'm showing up for one wrestler and I just want to see that one spot from that wrestler. If I see that, I'm happy. If I get, if I go there and Joey Ryan does the penis spot, I'm, that's it. That's all that really matters. And it's like, okay, that's only, <coughs> you're only going to be able to do that for so long before people are starting to be like, that gimmick is going to get played out, you know, and then promoters are going to start seeing they're like look like we started getting feedback from the fans it's not you know what we thought it was going to be you know you have to take a pay drop next time they're not going to want to do that because i know that's the one of the things especially with joey ryan he talks about it very candidly online because everybody's always oh you know when are you going to go to the wwe he's like why would i go down to the wwe when i make more money doing this now and i have a less of a you know i have a lighter schedule you know, but if you continue, if the, the way that things are going continues, that's not going to last all that long. No. A guy like Joey Ryan also works his ass off, though. I mean, like. Oh, but he's everywhere, though. Yeah. Like, like, like he's, he's working in, like, he'll work Austin, Texas, and then, like, that same weekend, he'll go up to Colleen and mm-hmm. work in front of, like, 80 people. Like, he doesn't care, man. Like, right. he just, like he, he's one of those people that, like, he enjoys being in wrestling. Right. Yeah. Like, I think what's going to happen, though, like, and as you said, like, you see guys mailing it in. Um, I think that, like, a lot of promoters are doing a poor job at, stopping, having, like, saving talent from doing that. So, like, you brought up, like, Ethan Page and ACH, and that's completely true. And it sucks because Ethan Page should have been in the main event of Evolve. Yep. Like, he is <clears> – <throat> you may hate his gimmick – but he's legit one of the most talented indie wrestlers from like personality, character, promo, in-ring work. Like, yeah, fucked up Darby Allen like over Mania weekend with that ladder. But for the most part, that dude, like he's really, really consistent. He knows how to work a crowd. He knows how to get heat, knows how to work Mike. And yet, like, and Gabe Sapolsky, who's like, indie genius doesn't know what the fuck to do with him. And I'm sorry, man. Like, Gabe Sapolsky is one of those dudes that, like, I don't know if time has just passed him by, but he's not the guy that, like, 
gonna save indie wrestling? I mean, it's it's one of those like so the thing with indie wrestling that I keep I've seen is that a lot of the people that are running it are completely out of touch with the younger audience. And like I know people always say that oh Vince McMahon is out of touch. Yeah, Vince McMahon is out of touch because he controls the world in which everything in the WWE is. He doesn't need to be in touch with anybody because he has built his audience to follow whatever the fuck he does no matter what. Now, outside of it, when you see all of this stuff that people are doing on the indies and they're like, oh, this is new, fresh. I was like, no, this is stuff that people have been doing in some way, shape, or form in pro wrestling for decades now. Like, there are very few promotions that are actually paying attention to how things are actually going with the younger audience. And it shows in what's happening. It's like, you know, when you have folks that are, you know, how they're setting feuds up and things like that. It's like, look, the way that people interact nowadays isn't the same, you know, like just the way how promos are cut. Like that's a very 1970s, 1980s thing. It's like, but when most people do any type of communication now, it's all via device, you know, like mm-hmm. you don't have people that are doing those angles where sending Snapchat videos to each other or what have you, or, you know, engaging in Twitter beefs. And like some people do that very well, Sammy Callahan and, uh, What's the guy, the uh, hairy chested guy recently have been doing a back and forth thing that seems like an angle. But it's like there's very few people that are actually doing what they need to do to stay fresh. And then you just, the rest of the folks, the Gabe Sapolsky's, all these quote unquote geniuses that are still from a prior generation mm-hmm. are, you know, these are supposed to be the people, oh, these are going to be the people that are going to lead us into the future. It's like, nah, that's like saying that the fucking 60 and 70 year old motherfuckers that run the government are who are going to lead us into the goddamn future. Like it's not, that's not how this works. So that's, that, that's true. And, and, and again, like we brought, I brought up money before, like there was a lot of excitement when you see that like Anthem is bringing in like the Christ brothers and mm-hmm. LAX and Desmond Xavier and, uh, you know, Zach Wentz and like really, really good indie talent, but they're also giving them like real money to work like abbreviated dates, like not a full like 300 days a year, but like they're giving them real money. And the problem is Anthem's out of it. They don't have money anymore to do this. So there's a lot of excitement that they brought in Sammy Callahan, but like I'm going to assume that Sammy Callahan has come with a bigger price tag than the Christ Brothers. Yep. Right? Like, I'm assuming that he's come with a bigger price tag than uh, than Desmond Xavier. I'm assuming that bringing Alberto Del Rio back is coming with a big uh, big price tag. Same thing with John Morrison. Like, these guys are coming with big price tags. It's cool that they're doing it because they're offering an indie version, uh, like, on TV. Basically, it's like, I've seen all these guys wrestle at Wrestle Circus. Yeah. They're giving us Wrestle Circus on TV, right. but it also means that like they're paying them TV prices, not Wrestle Circus prices. They're not paying them indie date prices. They're paying them real money. And again, it goes into the idea of like there will soon be a bubble that will burst. Mm-hmm. And either the fans are not going to want to pay you know, hundreds of dollars for these seats because they've been getting them for like 25 bucks. Right. Right. Like when it's easy just to send Mike Elgin a PayPal for a ticket to glory pro, like 
Dude, you've seen it. A, a front row Glory Pro, a front row was like 25 bucks beforehand. And it's, and, it's just, so. and, it's, and it's just send him, and it's just send him a PayPal, and, and you got a seat. Like, not eventually what's going to happen is I'm not going to want to spend 80, 90, 100 bucks for that same seat. Right. Like, Wrestle Circus had an issue. Like, it didn't have an issue. People still paid for it, but like, there was concern that after, like, that the Cody tickets, uh, when Cody Rhodes came to Austin, those tickets were basically double the price. And people yeah. were worried and wondering, is this what it's going to be going forward? Mm-hmm. Are we now spending $50 for general admission instead of 25 Right. Like, is standing room now going to be 50 as opposed to uh, to 20 or 15 whatever it is? Like, mm-hmm. it's, not, it's not a huge difference, but, like, if you want to bring a friend to a show and it's $100 a ticket, that's two hundred bones, man. Like that's a like that's a considerable amount of money. You're paying WWE prices at that point. Yeah, those are exactly right. those are WWE house show prices. And like I've seen the same thing. So like I was saying, uh, there's a lucha event that I go to locally, but they're growing really quickly, and like they're kind of an interesting setup because it's like the guy's family, I believe already owns a discotheque and he just runs like other events that are, you know, Hispanic music events and parties and things of that nature. So he already has a venue. So he's already set there and he's bringing in bigger and bigger and bigger talent, you know, as time goes on, you know, like he's had most of the Lucha underground people come uh, recently. And so front row tickets went from being, you know, 25 30 bucks when i first started going to them a year ago to now it's 50 dollars for front row tickets and it's slowly going to keep on going up over higher and higher and higher and higher and higher because you are going to bring in these bigger names and that want more money uh, to do all of this stuff like there was one like the event they had basically the entire lucha underground cast minus ricochet and like one or two others but you know mil muertes was there uh the lucha brothers were there like uh, brian cage was there you had the whole nine yards there and it's like look you're only gonna going to be able to do that so long before you start running out of cash or you're gonna have to start charging crazy amounts of money to make sure you can afford to bring these kind of people in i also think there's an issue though like the like the big shows because so when like progress comes in or like when you see like uh like a progress guy wrestle or, or like a new japan guy wrestle in uh in pwg like it's all about like having a visa right and mm-hmm. because they need to be able to work in the united states on a work visa most of these small promoters can't do it so like yes there is a very very talented group of individuals wrestling on the indies but at a certain as you like as you said at a certain point how many times can I see Brian Cage wrestle? Right. Right? Like, how many times can I see John Morrison wrestle? Amazing wrestler. <clears throat> He's really good at what he does. But at a certain point, you go, I've seen this 15 times right. this year. And again, right. what Dio said, like, about having uh, Joey Ryan, how many times you got to see the penis plex before you go, I don't want to see it anymore. Right. Right? Like, at a certain point, it just becomes like the thing that you've earned that you've been doing as opposed to like the special attraction. And I think that what's happening on the Indies, there's fewer and fewer special attractions. You know what? That's absolutely right. Because I'm kind of getting tired of the whole super indie, you know, vibe that, that 
you know, you have this all-star stacked uh, card and it's like, okay, well, how much is this really going to cost? Not just the fans, but, you know, I do feel for the promoters sometimes because they want to try to provide the best product and they, they have to shell out big bucks. Like I was at Revolver and, you know, you see Jack Swagger going up against Sammy Callahan. From what I've been told, Swagger ain't cheap. No. You know? no. Uh, somebody tried to and get... It look, and, and, Go ahead. And it, and it looks like Swagger is like phoning in everything. Oh, he like, definitely is phoning he, in. No, 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 definitely. Like, so like he's coming, like he's not coming cheap. And he's basically like, look, I'm Jack Swagger. Like, right. you're going to pay to go see me wrestle. Mm hmm. And that, that's what I've heard from people. So I, I've reached out to a couple of wrestler acquaintances of mine that worked with Swagger. And I asked, look, did he phone it in your match? Because I'm watching him with Callahan and it looks like he's phoning it in. And the person said, "Did he did he smoke weed before or after? Because if right. he smoked weed before the show, then I can see why he's phoning it in. If he smoked during intermission, then it shouldn't have hit him this early. So right. you know, and and as I watch the match unfold, and you, and deal, you know this about me. Mm-hmm. I analyze it. I, I'm not like a fanboy that gets like lost in like moments. Right. So I'm watching him and Sammy work, and I could see Callahan's getting frustrated." Like, I need to pull something out this guy's ass. Right. And it wasn't until a, a uh, over-the-barricade spot midway through the match where you finally see Swagger kind of wake up and be like, oh, shit, I need to take this seriously. Right. So for me, as, as a fan who goes to, like, as many shows as possible because I like to watch certain talent, that sucks for me. Because it doesn't make me mad. It makes the, the family of four who wanted to go see Jack Swagger because they can't get to him when he was in WWE, but when he comes to like Iowa, right? Like I can afford it, and he's had, and all he's doing is his normal spots and mailing it in, and we the people like every five seconds. Ugh, that's the way. That you shit. know that that gets on your nerves. Is he still doing that shit? By the guy. way, go ahead, Matt. Sorry. Is he still doing that shit? Yeah, he was doing that at least five times during the match with with Callahan. Bro, he's gonna try that shit at a small show with a bunch of Hispanics and get his ass fucked Dude, up. Dude, he came out to the theme song. <laughs> And they advertise him as formerly known as, but they still announce him as Jack Swagger. So at some events, you can get away with your WWE name. I remember I was at a place out here in New York, uh, BCW, and they had uh, Billy Gunn come out to, I'm an ass man. And they kept calling him Billy Gunn, not Kip Sop or anything like that. And it's just like, okay, fine. But I can only imagine how much that promotion had to pay Billy Gunn to show up at, their, at the Elks Lodge in Queens on a random Friday night, you know? So to go back to Matt's point about when there's these pricing tiers, at what point is there a line as fans to be like, nope, I'm just not going to pay anymore. Where's the line? Yeah. What what is your line? Me personally? Yeah. Uh, Because you're you're somebody who who travels for wrestling. Like, so I don't don't travel. Like, I, I have... Four promotions in Austin plus yeah. a wrestling school that runs monthly shows. So like, that's cool. I don't have to travel. And like, he, uh, San Antonio is an hour and a half south. So if I want to go see a show in San Antonio, I see shows in San Antonio. Houston is two hours west or uh, two, two hours east. Dallas is three hours north. Like, I like I can make towns basically in my car geographically. Yeah, like geographically, and but just like. This weekend, I'm going to see, you know, a, a great show at Inspire, and it's going to be 15 bucks. 
That's all. And then, and then next week is Wrestle Circus. And then, like, the week after that, we got a, a, a company in town called Party World Wrestling. Actually, they're running in December, where it's, like, basically, like, Kaiju Big Battle. And, like, and they hold, like, their shows in, like, brewery. And, like, the in the brew house of the brewery, and everyone just stands around and gets drunk. Like, I have a lot of options here, so... I don't have to like fly for events. You live in New York. So if you want to just like stay local, you could stay local and just see right. the shows in Jersey, New York, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. You can do that. Right. But what is, but you travel. What is your like, you know what? At this point, I'm fucking done. I don't want to do this anymore. You know what's funny? If it wasn't for the fact that I had friends in other states to go watch these events with, I wouldn't travel as much as I do for mm-hmm. these events. You know, like the wrestling is like the secondary option. Right. When I'm going to see like my peeps in Austin or in Dallas or even in California, where it's like, hey, I want maybe like I'm bringing some people who don't know wrestling to these shows. Like I could tell you right now, when I went to uh, San Francisco or Oakland a couple of months ago to watch this this show, the first show MPWL or something like that um, in Petaluma, California. Dude, when I tell you, when you mention what the line is, that's the line. Because I spent the weekend, you know, doing some radio work out in Oakland, and then I went to go see this show. And when I tell you that this was so hyped up by social media, but when you showed up, there was only 20 people there, 30 people there tops. I was pissed off as like, you know, you guys are journalists. As someone who works in media where it's like, wait, you pump this up Mm -hmm. and all you have to show for it is five people in the front row. And you're charging 30 bucks a head to go talk to Taylor Hendricks, to go talk to Nicole Savoy, so on and so forth. It's yeah. like, no. See, that's the line right there. When yeah. it feels like it's, yeah. uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the show Ozarks, when it feels like money laundering, yeah. <laughs> when you're using wrestling just to launder money, right. that's a problem. Because right. yeah. like over by where I am, like the event that I go to, Give them a plug, Mucha Lucha Atlanta, which, yeah. But if I go there, I know there's going to be fucking packed. Like, mm-hmm. like, a, like they on average have hundreds of people to show up, like, at every single show sells out. Like, it's crazy. So with that, I can, I understand them yeah. charging because, like, they actually, they're, it's warranted, right? But then, you know, like, you have something like the AWEs or something down here where barely have people getting coming to the show sometimes or some of these other like you know ones in podunk little towns in south georgia that are inside of like you know a rundown gymnasium or a barn it's like you know and you have literally have 20 people that show up and most of those people are related to the people that are in the ring (laughs) (laughs) you know like you can't you can't go and say oh yeah i'm gonna charge this much money for you to come see these folks like it just doesn't make any sense right yeah, I mean, as I said, I have I have Wrestle Circus, which so again, I, I I've been critical of Wrestle Circus on right. on Twitter. I, I think that we all have. I enjoy the shows though. When I'm there, I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. What I don't enjoy is afterwards when you hear like when you, when you see Jack Evans on Twitter saying like, "What was your favorite part about? Uh, what was the, the the least favorite thing that you did in wrestling this year?" And he says something like, "I haven't been paid for Wrestle Circus shows or whatever it was." Right. That's the shit that where it's like. Okay, I want to love you. I want to support you. I really want to like you to do well. I want you to succeed. But how many times does a wrestler need to say I haven't been paid yet before there's actual real like, oh hey, he hasn't been paid yet, right? right. Like 
and like when there's rumors of you know evolve not paying t- talent like when you have like this it makes it hard to just be like a fan and not like take things really into consideration and what's like but to the, to the original i was saying like i've rest the circus i know like you were at the last show i had i had a personal issue that came up a friend uh with with my buddy but like those shows are always sold out mm-hmm. they always do about 700 people in those shows right problem is that like they can't find a venue to do it right right and despite what they may think it's not because there's a uh a negative view of wrestling in this town there's a negative view of mma and boxing in this town right right and wrestling gets lumped in with it in with that yeah right like when the ufc comes to town they struggle like the ufc struggles when strike force comes like came to town they struggled when bellator comes to town they struggle yeah. like this isn't like an anti pro wrestling town it's an anti combat sports town mm. that just happens to lump pro wrestling in right but the guys at wrestle circus i enjoy those shows i just wish that there wasn't this like feeling of any sort of criticism means that like I like I have a problem with your promotion. Right. Like I want you I want you to succeed. I just want you to be better at what their criticisms are about. Yeah. And that's something that we see in pro wrestling across the board, whether it be from the talent, the people running the promotions, and the fans, where you cannot criticize people. The moment you criticize people, they automatically take that as you hating on them. And it's like, no, like you're not an action. If you, if all you can do is give positive feedback to something, mm-hmm. you're not a fan of it, because right. you're not going. You're not going to help it move forward. But you have to have these criticisms. Like if something's fucking up, you have to address that issue so that you can move forward. Otherwise, you are going to continue doing that same shit over and over and over and over again. Like this whole notion, ah. Oh, Make your haters your motivators. No, you have to listen to them sometimes because there is truth in some or sometimes all of what they say. Right. You know, so like when it comes to, you know, especially when it comes to promoters and stuff like that, you see them firing back at people on Twitter and it's like, dude, stop. You just like, especially say you're not, you know, there's a, you know, wrestlers are claiming that you're not paying them, right? And then the fans come and say, yo, why aren't you? And then you're firing back at the fans. That's a bad look. That looks really bad on you, That man. looks really bad on you that instead of just saying, you know what? Hey, you know, something got mixed up. We're going to make sure these people get paid. Instead, you're just going to go and get into a Twitter fire war with people that came to your show, mm-hmm. paid for tickets. That's how you lose. That's And the way that social media runs, right? Once you start fucking with certain people, especially if it's somebody that has any type of influence mm-hmm. or if what you do is incredibly egregious, that shit spreads quick. Yep. Especially when you don't pay people. No, especially, especially when you don't pay your talent, man. Like, there's a promotion out here, and I'm not going to name them by name, but I, I was warned ahead of time that people were getting half of what they were promised. So they made the trek by car about 13 hours to get to, to get to New York to work for this promotion, and they got a third or half of what they were promised. Mm-hmm. So I warned other talent who was going to the show that I know. I'm like, yo, be careful. 
They might underpay you or not pay you at all. The talent told me, I, I met up with him after like two days later. He goes, look, I went with a crowbar. I said, you try to, you try to stiff me with money. This is going to be upside your head. Right. And then I got my money. So it's, it sucks that you got to get gangster with it when it comes to like wrestlers being paid. Like of all the things you would never expect having to take a crowbar in somebody's head for right. being paid for a professional wrestling show. Right. That's where we're at right. now. But like for me, I'm coming from a music world. Like I've been on tour with bands, either mm-hmm. like working for them in merch or in those bands. I never left a venue without my money. Word. Ever. Ever. Yeah. And when I promoted shows, if my shows didn't sell well, I went into my personal bank account and paid the talent that I agreed to pay them. Right. right? Like if I have a contract that says I owe you at the end of the show $500. If my show, if I can't cover that based on my my door, my gate, after I pay like my sound guy and everything else, like I need, I still need to pay you, right? right? I don't understand the idea that like talent just leaving a venue or talent like letting it them work on like a net thirty, uh, mm-hmm. you know, timeline. It's like I get it, sort of, that you want to keep that relationship and you want to be able to, like, come back and work another show, but at a certain point, you got to go, look, motherfucker, you owe me money. Right. Owed me money. Like, you could pay me right now and we're square, or, A, I'm going to blast the fuck out of you on Twitter, B, I'm going to blast the fuck out of your skull with this crowbar, as you said, or, Mm -hmm. C, I'm not leaving this fucking venue unless I have your cash box. Right. I don't get that. And so for me, like, it, it's just like, one of the topics that we want to talk about is like things that we love and things that we hate about uh, pro wrestling right now. I hate that we have to talk about this. Right. Mm. I hate that we have to talk about this. I hate that I have to talk about a wrestler's money. Right. It's not my fucking business. Right. Right. But it's at a certain, my business because it's it, out there in the ether. Right. It becomes my business. Like when you, when you, have a certain reputation over and over and over again. It's now my business because I may not want to give you my business. Mm-hmm. Right. Like at a certain, like a certain point, if you have a bad enough reputation, I may not want to fucking go to your show where, you know, remember when Evolver, one of the WWN tried hiring like a dude with like, what was it, like a, like sexual assault history yeah. or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Like, or like the dude that was like a neo-Nazi, something neo-Nazi. like that. It's like, mm-hmm. like, yeah, they're pissed that like the news came out, but it's like I'm not gonna give you my money because part of my money goes to spit like paying this dude, and right. I don't want this dude to get paid. Right, right. right? Like yeah. that's the thing. That's the thing right now that I hate about pro wrestling is that it should be fun. I shouldn't have to think about it, but right now that's something I need to like consider when I buy tickets. Mm. Yeah, no, it's, true. it's very true. Like, it, it, that is one of the things. Like, when I go with Lucha Lucha Atlantis, I mean, this is one of the things. So, uh, yeah, he goes by Mecha Wolf now, or Mr. 450 previously. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, like, yeah, the charges were dropped, but he went out there and was blasting and talking about, oh, yeah, see, this is why, you know, there's all these women that are out here lying about domestic abuse. I'm like, dude, now I, I don't want, like, I'm sitting here like, shit, I don't want to give this promotion money because I know it's going to go towards him. 
but there's all this other talent that I still want to give my money to. So it's like you can't continuous like when you know there is a bad stigma that is connected to certain people especially when it's certain things like domestic violence pedophilia rape anything like that like shit sorry like you got to cut that motherfucker off and like yo you got to go to another promotion dude i'm sorry because that's going to look bad on you because now people you know of course sure most casual people aren't going to care because they're not in the know but the hardcore base that is going, they know about this shit. I was in the crowd and dudes are sitting there talking about fuck 450 because of the domestic violence stuff. Like, you know, like you, it, this is, this, this is setting a very bad precedent because if you're going to continue doing this, you know, what won't you hire people with? You know, well, that, that goes back to something that happened at Evolve 2 uh, a couple of months ago, maybe last year with the Joey Styles thing. Like he made a comment about, about the ring announcer, about how she looked good or whatever in, in her skirt right. or whatever the case may be. And then Gabe Sapolsky announces like two hours later, Joey, Joey Styles will never be invited back to Evolve. Right. So I'm like, especially in the political climate we were in at that moment about, you know, Donald Trump talking right. about grabbing him by the, you know, the whatnot. So when you talk about those kinds of situations, I, I had a issue today with somebody that was talking about Bram, about mm-hmm. how he shouldn't be able to make a living because of the, the abuse allegations. Now, apparently it was like, I think it was Ref Pro uh, that wanted to bring him in. And then they're based in the UK. Right. Or something along the lines of, we would love to have him. He's a great talent. Well, this person chimes in to, on social media and says, it's disgusting. I'm going to start petitions against Ref Pro because they're thinking about bringing him in. And I'm thinking, they didn't even sign the dude. Right. They're just talking about bringing him in. They said, look, He's a talent. Right. That's like I always separate the talent from the person. It doesn't mean they're going to like you. Michael Jordan was an asshole by all accounts, but he's still one of the best basketball players to ever live in the, on the planet. Right. So does it mean I want to go wait in line and get an autograph from him for three hours? No. Nah. But I'm not going to tell somebody else, yo, you know, he, he's a philanderer, right? You shouldn't be, uh, you shouldn't be uh, waiting on line for him. You know what I mean? Right. So if Bram is able to make money in England, not in America, right. in England, it's like, why are you telling a company in England and you're, you're getting these petitions and these signatures? It's like, at what point, and it goes to another topic we want to talk about, where the fans become the social justice warriors. I hate that phrase, but that's the best way I can, I can come up with it right now. Where it's like, we're going to lead the pitchforks you know, and the, the fire into the village of like, we're going to make sure this wrestler doesn't get signed ever again. You know what I mean? Right. And like, it's, it's one of those, and that's one of those. And so this was another topic that we were going to talk about was fandom in professional wrestling. Does it help or does it hinder it? Because fandom as it was when we were growing up, you know, with the late eighties to the nineties and like what fandom was back then. to what fandom is now is not even like close to being the same thing. This is a completely different dimension of what we ever, you know, kayfabe's dead. Of course, that's one thing that's already going to make it, you know, has changed things around. And like the whole thing of keeping kayfabe alive, it's not impossible to do that because everything is, there's eyes and ears everywhere, you know? Like, so you have that, but then you have, like, like you were saying, you have these issues where something will happen and all of a sudden the pitchforks and the torches come out and we need to burn this person alive even though we don't know the full 
you know, everything that's going on. And, you know, like pro wrestling fandom on one hand, I, st- I love it because there is that sense of community because like there are people I've met some really dope people via, you know, the IWC or whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it. But at the same time, it's a very toxic environment, you know, Ugh. like the majority of it is a very toxic environment, whether it be the stands that aren't actually wrestling fans. They are just hyper fans of one specific person and not because they are a good wrestler or anything like that, but more often just because of how they look, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you see it all the time, you know, the Bellas, the you know, stands for Emma or Summer Rae, you go into their comments and there's hundreds of yes queens. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, yo, you're not really adding anything to the conversation. And then they go and attack people after, you know, if they say something as simple as, oh, I really didn't like the match today. Dog pile. And it's just like, there's, it's just like. That's happened to me. No, that's happened to me with the, with Nikki Bella. I, I asked a year ago. Army's fucking strong, boy. You know, I asked a year ago. I'm like, look, I need, I just <laughs> want to know what is it about Nikki Bella that you, Nikki Bella fans like? Because in the ring, she's subpar. That's all I asked. And it was just like, you're ugly. You're a hater. How I dare can't... you come for our queen? <laughs> You you know you wish you could get Nikki Bell. I'm like I wasn't even talking about nothing about her looks. I was right. just asking, what do you like about her as a fan? And there were people defending me like, look, he wasn't asking to be a dick. He right. was asking because he was interested. Right. And and that's that's the kind of toxic fan that you deal with. And you get this in entertainment. You get this in sports because you know yeah. fan is short for fanatic. Yeah. And this dude, it's like they live with these people in their lives. You know what right. I mean? And we talk about those types of fans all the time that. If you give them a sliver of attention, that is oh like, it's like they're dating. You know, like, oh, my God, they talk to me. They're my BFF dude, now. Dude, I have seen. So, of course, you have the, the people that show up in the YouTube comments and Facebook and Instagram. Please notice me. Please respond to me. Please. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then on top of that, like, then you have also, you see this more with dudes than anything else. Because especially in the Western world, men have been taught through TV, movies, stories that they are owed women's attention. They're owed women's affection. They're owed women's bodies. So, like, I remember one dude, especially, like, he went on, like, this crazy misogynistic, sexist rant about how he was sick and tired of Becky Lynch responding to all these other people, and he deserved it. He's a bigger fan than any what? of these other people. And, like, he was just spitting just the most fought, vile, misogyny. He Then he went into racism and was on some super, 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 super Nazi bullshit. And then he went after black people. And it's like all of this just because Becky Lynch wouldn't reply to his tweets. There's a, there's a sense of ownership, which I think is part of the problem. And it's like, and it happens in any sort of nerd culture, right? Like, yeah. I, like, like you go to a comic book store. If you bring a female, like, with you to a comic book store, yeah. holy shit, man. Like, females are, with, like, playing video games. Like, it's like... Gamergate, boy. Gamergate. But, like, I think that a lot of people just are, they have very... Uh, limited social like social cues so when they realize like oh my god this girl also likes the thing that i like it they freak out it's like 
this is the person who I need to be with. Like, this is the fucking, like, end-all, be-all. And we've seen it. We have we have a, a mutual who has dealt with this themselves, where it's like, no, like, people don't care about relationship statuses. People don't care about anything. And you see, like, with, like, female wrestlers, when they're, like, posting photos with their boyfriends, their actual boyfriends. And it's, husbands. Like, like, husbands. And it's, like, what what happened to me? You're cheating on me. It's, like, motherfucker. Like, what you what you have with her is legit fantasy. Right. It's it's here. It's in your head. This like, shit's not here. real. That's not real. And people, ha- like, f- wrestling fans, I think that there's a problem where it may it, it may feel inclusive, but it's inclusive to you. Right. It's not inclusive to everybody else, and like Damien, you, you and I had we didn't have like a like a back and forth, but we we had we had a disagreement about the whole like making towns idea. Yeah, where like there there was a feeling online that like what if you make towns, you know, your opinion matters more than others, and it's right. like I'm a fan just because I'm a fan, right. right? Like your fandom is cool that you have the opportunity to and and the the income and the resources to <laughs> to to make towns or you just like spending your money that way. Either right. way, that's no judgment of mine how you make towns or why you make towns. I don't care. Right. But I'm also at these shows or I'm not at the same show you are, but I care just about as much as it as you do. And so like my opinion should also matter. Right. And I, I think that there's this idea that certain people uh, think that it belongs to them as opposed to everybody. And again, like as we've been talking about as well, like male fans, goddamn, like thirsty, thirsty, hey, like men are trash. Like I know folks hate that fucking movement that's going on right now, but shit, men are trash, dude. <laughs> but like the idea of calling women ring rats, it's like, yo, that's cool. Like, yes, they are sleeping with talent, or they're going on dates with talent, or whatever the hell they're doing. But reality check: if Chelsea Green wasn't wasn't dating Zach Ryder. And she would go home with you after that show. Mm-hmm. You'd fuck Chelsea Green one hundred percent, right? And you are a ring rat. You right. also are a ring rat. You just don't have the opportunity to, right? Like, just, like that is just the bait. Like that is that. It is like misogyny is baked into pro wrestling fandom. Like, right. and but, I'm but like it's all fandom. It's all, all fandom, dude. It's like, true too. Yeah. Like if if you like, feet, like women can be groupies, but like if a if a guy goes and screws uh, has sex with like like Sia or you know Cardi B or whatever, like you're still you're still a groupie. Right. You are a groupie. Like right. you are still a ring rat. You're just you're just a dude. Like right. it, 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 I hate that. I hate that. There's this, like this. A the misogyny is bullshit. Yeah. And then also like. Not respecting people's boundaries. Again, we brought it up, like, or I brought it up, but you guys know who I'm talking about, where, like, certain people have relationship statuses, mm-hmm. talent, fans, something, right? and just ignoring it. Right. And that, I don't know. That, 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 no, that shit dude, fires me up, though. Dude, you're absolutely right. And, and, and we've all talked about this together on, in separate conversations where I don't know where certain people's heads are, where they have it in their mind that a just because you shower someone with constant compliments that that's going to score you points something in their favor you know what i mean right. it's like 
I, I've had, I've been, I look, I've been stopped at shows by, by females before. And I was, you know, at parties where women are just, some women are just like, Oh, you're not talent. Who are you? And then when I tell them who I am, I'm nobody. I'm just a, a guy who does broadcasting, but right. they still want to like take me home. Like I'm some sort of prize. And I'm like, uh, no, you know, you're also and it's a one handsome guy too. You know, you can't sell yourself short. Well, I, I never, I never say shit like that. You know, but <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, dude, like a man or a woman is telling you, like all the all these women who want to get with Roman Reigns, right? All these dudes that want to get with Alexa Bliss, they are taken. Right. Knock it off. Like what? What mama basement? You are giving the 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 stereotype a great, great look right now by being the prototypical dude. Who's like, <laughs> I love me Becky Lynch and she's gonna marry me. No, she ain't fool. Stop right. it. She is literally dating a man that can break you in that half. That could kill you. She can break you in half. Literally. Right. So oh my God. See, I get fired up about this too, man, because it makes us look bad. It does. And that's yeah. the thing. Like, there are so many, and like we're not trying to sit here and be holier than thou, but this is something that we see all the time, especially online. Like online, and so Matt and I were moderators on mm -hmm. one of the larger, yeah, probably one of the larger MMA websites uh, mm -hmm. for years. I was on there for longer than he was. But you saw the same. I got, I got, I got banned, though. I got banned because I left for Bleacher Report. Right. We, we, <laughs> no, so, no, we, but, like, yes. Yeah, but, like, we had, like, you saw the same kinds of things there, like, where – and it's one of these things that like anonymity is just brings about the worst in people. Like yep. when sure your face might be on the profile, but in their minds, it's not, Oh, this isn't me saying it. I can just say whatever the hell I want. Like I've had, and then just in my regular job, I videotape depositions for lawsuits and court cases. And it amazes me how people think that they can just say things on the internet and think it's not going to come back to them, right? I have had, like, where people have had, they've read full tweets and, uh, you know, posts on Facebook, and it's, like, damning in what happens. And it's like, but it's that thing where people are like, oh, it's just online. That's I'm not actually saying it. These are just words that I'm putting out into the ether and it doesn't mean anything. No, words have meaning and they have a lot of like you know there's someone you get hit up for like a for like a, a stalking charge or something like that or, right. or you get fired from your job for putting something online that could be uh, considered offensive or overly sexualized or whatever you want to call it. Right. <laughs> Look man, fandom in and of itself I feel that it's an entitlement that has ran way too roughshod in all forms of entertainment. Um, social media is a blessing and a curse yeah. because allowing certain fans or the stands, like you said, Dio, into just a modicum of their personal life, yeah. that's inviting trouble to, for some people because they don't have that wherewithal to connect real life to the fantasy world. Their right. whole life is the fantasy world for a lot of these people, and mm -hmm. that's all they got. Like, like Matt was bringing, talking about the community and inclusion. Yeah, it's inclusive in your mind because you think everybody's your buddy. Right. You think Alexa Bliss likes you. You think Becky Lynch or Roman Reigns is going to go with you to the prom or something. 
and, and that's dangerous, you know, and me being from a psychology background, like I've had clients who are, who have been stalkers right. who don't realize what they're doing until you lay it out brass tacks. Like, look, this person is married. This person is in a relationship. If you were in this situation, would you want this done to you? Right. And then when they realize they're like, Oh, I didn't think of it like that. Or, right. Oh, I didn't mean any harm. Okay, you telling someone you perpetually love them when you and the person are both in relationships and you're constantly saying online you love the person. That's not going to give the wrong impression? Right. Come on, man. But I'm a nice guy. Right. That's another one. <laughs> but I'm a nice I'm guy. Please, I'm if you harmless. have to call yourself harmless, you're not harmless. Right. Yeah, anytime, let's think, anytime you actually have to go out there and say, oh, but I'm this, oh, but I'm that, or if you have to constantly, like, put out, like, you know, oh, I did such and such nice act today to, you know, so people know that I'm a nice person. You're hiding some shit, bro. You're, you're covering, mm-hmm. like, this is, you know, you're covering some shit up. But, yeah, it, it's it's been, like, and the thing is, it's like, I'll get into this bubble where it's like, all right, things are going well in the pro wrestling, you know, space, the online pro wrestling space. And everything's good and everything's fine. And then every single day some shit happens where I see somebody doing something or it's like, uh, or I know like I tend to say incendiary shit, you know, when it comes to like pro wrestling fandom, just because I don't, I am not a, I don't go into this like where I am a, a fan of them. Yes, I'm a fan of it. But at the same time, I still remember what I'm watching. You know, so when I see like pro wrestling fans, like I remember, shit, I got banned, I got blocked by so many people off just this one tweet thread that I did, where I was like, if you have a professional wrestler's picture as your Abby, or if you have their name in your uh, handle, you're probably not worth talking to. Yo. Like, shit is shit. Like, you're probably not worth talking to because you're not going to be able to have a meaningful conversation about that industry, about that person or about that product because you are going to bring that back to that one person every single time. Right. And and, 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 dudes were pissed. Yeah. But, I mean, Dio, remember when we, like, so Dio and I ran a site, too. So, like. We ran a site called Unintelligent Defense for a while. We had yep. we had a female writer uh, that was part of our group, right. uh, and I remember I don't know if you remember, but there was uh, there was a dude that just kept like sexually harassing her in the yeah. comments all the time, all the time, like, yeah. all the time. And it's like we know who that dude is. Like you and I know who that dude is, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. like that shit's been like been squashed, but. At a certain point, as you guys said, like your words carry weight. If right. I say something reckless online, like I get real reckless on Twitter. And I know that like my online persona mm-hmm. like has been reckless at times and like I've calmed down at this point. Yes. Right. Like but like like occasionally like I say things like I eat butt, but like for real. Like, <laughs> hey, Damien, you're Damien, a grown man if you haven't eaten butt at some point. Right. But like Damien, you didn't know me like eight years ago when we were running this and like it like that was I had a persona online like this red engine. Yeah. That wasn't mm-hmm. a persona though. Like that's who I was. Right. And like I got I got real reckless. Luckily, employers didn't care about that because I also had a following. I had a voice, I had a like a unique persona. 
Right. So like SB Nation didn't care when they gave me head kick legend. They didn't care when they gave when they when they brought me on the bloody elbow. Right. Bleacher Report didn't care when they got when they took me from bloody elbow and stole me away and gave me a ton more money. Flow Sports didn't care. Like at a certain point, your words online matter. Right. But you also have to be conscious of the fact that like we brought it up. Like employment may happen. Like it may happen. Yeah. yeah, and eventually, like your Twitter persona, it's taken a long time. People forget about that this red engine stuff. Like you guys still getting a hard time about the shoes and the and like the waking <laughs> up in the train yard. Yeah, but like for the most part, people have forgotten about I those forgot things. about that stuff. Yeah, like right? like you move on. But when you have people that they don't realize um, that what they say online actually matters, like. DMing like DMing wrestling like female wrestlers or female wrestling fans and being like, "Hey, hello, hey, hi, hi, beautiful, hi, beautiful, good morning, beautiful." And right. all of a sudden, because you don't get a response, you respond like you respond with, "We fucking whore, like yeah. you fucking whore." I just wanted you to have a response from me. I see you like you respond. It's like, whoa, 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 right? Like th- this is no longer like a fan, right? Like right, you are, like, you are getting like at that point, like they can go to the police and show them that, and that is now stalking. You can get charged for that shit, right? It is People scary. don't know that though, right? Like that shit is scary. I think that fandom is good for wrestling, obviously, because right. that's why we're talking because we're fans, right? But it's very, very cancerous as well because there is an idea that it belongs to me, and I'm and, and I deserve this. And it's mine. And because I'm this, you like you don't like you're not as good as me. I love Papa Hales. I think he's great, but Papa Hales shouldn't matter. Like nobody should care about Papa Hales. People shouldn't take photos with Papa Hales. Like that trips me out. That like a fan is having people t- like people right. come up to a fan and take photos with them. That trips me out. Right? Like 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 Damien, I've seen people come up to you at shows. Yeah. Like, cause you like they post photos with you, and they're like, "Look who I ran into!" Or I just met Damien. It's like that's trippy, man. Like, right? You're yeah, and, and I can speak to that because it got a little awkward in my personal life where there was a dude who recognized me and ran up to my car, mm. you know, opened the door, and I'm like, "Oh my god, Damien G!" And I went, "Uh, yeah. hi," you know, and 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 that gets that goes back to the line. It's like, dude, there, there's a line of fandom. And then you cross that line, and and I guess it's different for everybody else. There is no universal line, but when you start infringing on people's boundaries and or privacy, right, that's the line, man. Like it's got to stop. Or when you're putting, when you're making it about you, because you brought up Papa Hales before, Matt. Like, and right. there are people that are that are worse than than what he does, because he's a good ambassador for wrestling. Right. But there are some people who will go to an event and make it all about them, like people are paying to see them. Right, and those are the cats I can't sit next to. Like when I was at Circus this last time, I was I was I was in front of like this group of people that this one dude threw Raisin Bran into the ring when oh, no, Joey Ryan came out. That was my group, man. That's my group. THWF, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's my group. Yeah, like I'm okay <laughs> with silly shit like that, like the Doritos. But when you start making like racial epithets toward people, right? It's like okay line like people are just like making fun of kids with special needs yeah. you got 
you got cats calling people n-words and it's like come on man like yeah. can't we just enjoy the show and but before you make it about you and then somebody gets punched in the face like yeah, i've seen like, that at enough shows where somebody gets punched in the face for talking too much shit at a wrestling show that's where we're at in society now where people want to take it outside after a wrestling show i mean and that's like full disclosure this is why i go by deo online like oh. just for, so I was it, it, it's your initials, but nobody I mean knows. yeah, it's my initials, but nobody right. knows except for like a select few people. Oh, so right. yeah. like, but like I had since cause I am I still have an entire section of Reddit that hates me. Like when I, I don't mean just hates me, but like they loathe me. Because I was I was notorious for banning people from Bloody Yobo. And <laughs> and never you know, more often than not, it was because they were being racist, misogynistic, sexist, transphobic, homophobic. Call them out. Yeah. Name the phobic. You got banned for it, right? Mm-hmm. So I had to like, I had people that tracked me down on Facebook, right? And were like, oh, I saw that, you know, via your such and such that you were in this place. I'm like, whoa, that's now is getting to the point. I was like, look. If you ever run up on me in in real life, trust mm-hmm. me, it's not gonna end well for you, right? Yeah. So, like, the, you have this scarier part of the internet when it comes to stuff like that, right? So you have, you know, and like when you go to these shows, like you have those people that are trying, they're trying to make the show about them. It's like, okay, you're a fan, you're not part of the talent. Like, you can't make this about yourself. Like when you're at like the PWGs. You have people that are in the crowd that are like the regulars that have like, there's the the guy that sleeps at every event and you have the guy like people like that. But then you have folks like you see, especially like NXT is probably for, for me, I love NXT probably more than any other product in wrestling right Right. now Uh, Mm -hmm. because it's everything that you would want. Any, every style of wrestling that you want, it's there. But at the same time, it also shines light on different aspects of pro wrestling, especially in fandom, that can be problematic, right? So one of the things is, you know, you have the people that are in the crowd that have become bigger than just being in the crowd. Like they are now part of the universe, you know, Uh, or you have the folks that are sitting there that will doggedly try to start a chant. And it's like, chill just chill out let the shit happen organically because when you force shit it sounds awkward just just chill you're the by fuck yourself out. cheering there right you're by yourself uh, cheering. That, that that's real fucked up of you to, to just like talk shit about like an eight-year-old girl hey you know what izzy her dad her mom all of them can go fuck off as far as i'm concerned yo, fuck, fuck, fuck izzy that's like, the big thing yo fuck izzy uh no damon you 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 brought up the fact that like People hunt you down on like from like Buddy Elbow. That happened to me too, man. Yeah. But they didn't hunt me down. They found my sister on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Then we got my got to go and Shit's... threatened my sister because I banned them from a website. From like, a right from a website. Like that's crazy to me. Like again, there is this idea that people think that online stays online, right? But it doesn't. Like, the second that you make a threat against a family member, like, whether you're going to be able to follow through on it or not, I'm going to take that very, very seriously. Right. And I had an email with Nate 
and Brent Brookhouse and I said, this is what's going on. What do I do? Right. Like right. there, there is a certain level of people that take things really seriously. And Damien, you, you're, you're right about like the people at TH, uh, with THWF. I'm part of that. So like, I am that person. You can you, like, you can ask other people who have gone to circus shows like that. Uh, I am one of those people. Like I yell out and I heckle and like, yes, sometimes I like, I may go overboard. Mm-hmm. But I think what happens is, and this kind of to a different point, it may not be great for you as like a fan that's not there every single show. Mm-hmm. But when we are the same fans that like th- bringing the streamers and throwing the streamers, right. we are the same people that are starting the Bask in His Glory chants when Keith Lee comes out. Yeah. We're like, we're, so like, Speaking of Kevin Conjuring, so Kevin Conjuring and, and Scorpio Sky, they were part of this long, it's still going, this long build of Scorpio Sky is the best. Yeah. And the, the, best. The, process, and the, the process. And uh, Kevin Conjuring is a heel. He, mm-hmm. is, he is supposed to get heat. And when they were trying to build up a, uh, the, the Scorpio Cody Rhodes uh, match, um, we started a chant. They're like, we went into business for ourselves. We hijacked the show. Yes, we are wrong. We started chanting, like, uh, shut the fuck up over and over again. Just, like, killed the segment. Right. <laughs> the problem is okay. that we did that, but at the same time, you can't be okay with, like, you can't be okay with us, like, starting, like, the Scorpio Sky is the best chant now. Mm-hmm. And like bask in his glory, and like this is awesome, and all those other like things that add to the environment of the show, and then think that like fans need to be quiet because you can't have it both ways when you're a promoter or a talent. I think. Right. No, it's true. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know. That, that, that's my feeling. I think that there there's things that I currently love about wrestling, and there's things I currently hate. I have a love hate relationship with. Uh, fans think that they own a show, but I also love it too. Like I go to wrestling. Like I, I, I genuinely enjoy going to wrestling shows. I genuinely enjoy that this Sunday I know what I'm doing. I'm gonna watch, like I'm gonna work. I'm gonna go to work. I'm gonna be out by four, and I'm gonna go to Inspire and I'm gonna see a great show for fifteen dollars. Right. Next week I know that like I'm gonna go to work. I'm gonna be out by four or four thirty. And I'm going to go to a Wrestle Circus show. I right. know that for a fact. And I like having things that I look forward to because it's also things that I enjoy going to. Right. Right? Anna, what about you guys? Like, what, what do you currently love about wrestling? Uh, as I said before, like NXT, love it. Like it's, and, and the other thing too is the, because uh, I fucked up probably about a year ago online <laughs> and I said that, uh, Wrestlers that there weren't athletes in mm. previous generations of wrestling and got flamed for it, rightfully so, because what I said was dumb. Um, now, what I was trying to articulate was that the level of a- athleticism was not, not even close mm-hmm. to what it is currently and today. Like, we had, we, without a doubt, we have some of the best athletes that we have ever had in professional wrestling point blank period like AJ Styles for instance AJ Styles is 
to me, just phenomenal. Phenomenal. He is phenomenal. Like there's, yeah. So, but like, I love the fact that we have people that are so capable right now in pro wrestling. Cause like when you go back and look at, you know, especially like when, you know, we go back and before like the Royal Rumble and we watch like classic Royal Rumbles and it's like, yo, what the fuck was I thinking when I was a kid? This shit is trash. <laughs> but like seeing what we have now and like the level, since the level of athleticism is higher, you're able to do these things. And of course, you have these stupid idiots that are always out on the internet talking about, oh, I wanted to go back to the old style. It's like actually they were doing a lot of these flips and hurricane ranas and tope con heels and all of this stuff. They were doing that back in the day. It's just that it wasn't part of the main event. They were just some of the side acts that were also on the shows, right? It's just that now people are, and it was only a very select few people that were had the capability to do so, that had the athleticism to be able to pull this stuff off. And you have a not only a, uh, a generation of people that grew up on Lucha Libre and things like that, we also grew up on Power Rangers yep. and fucking you know Ninja Turtles and all this other uh, flippity fuckery. So of course we're going to incorporate that into the into stuff. Like we grew up on video games with you know people doing uh, you know dragon uppercuts and psycho crushes, and you are seeing shit like that now. Like Cesaro does a full on psycho crusher off this. He calls it the very you know European elbow or whatever. But still, it's you know like we have So it's like you have all of these things. So it's like you can't go back. Like I love that we are. We have people that are capable to do these, things, right? Like mm-hmm. you, that's that's my favorite part of wrestling right now. It's like that. It's essentially it is. It's free form now. People can do whatever you want. You have dudes like Keith Lee because Keith Lee is fucking massive. Dude, and, there is no way he can, he should be able to do what he does, man. Right. Honestly, between him and uh, fucking uh, uh, Jeff Cobb, it's like. Mm-hmm. He's like, Jeff Cobb looks like something that they pulled out of the ocean near Guam and was like, you know what? (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, the fact that this motherfucker can do this shit that he does, I I love that we have that capability. Like, because back in the day, you have people that big. Like, you don't have, like, the only person that big that I can think of back then was the big show. Back when he was the giant that was able to do drop kicks and super kicks and, Mm -hmm. you know, would go up to the top rope every now and then. But now you have like, uh, I forgot what the dude's name, he's an indie wrestler, but he's like a massive dude, like probably well over 450 pounds, doing backflips off the top rope. What, Ace Romero? I, I'm i not sure what his name is, but it's a clip. every time I see the clip, I'm like, yo, this shit's crazy. But yeah, like you didn't have Andre the Giant doing that shit back in the day. <laughs> Imagine if we had Andre doing a 450 splash off the top, man. The fucking ring Just would break. <laughs> to, to go over what we're saying, like, for me, the thing I love most about wrestling now is that there's something for everybody, man. Uh-huh. Like, if you like death matches, you can have your death matches. Right. If you like 60-minute Iron Man matches, you can get that, too. If you love a good women's match, you can get that. You want high flyers, like you said, tope con heels, you got that, too. Just... It's so much variety that for me personally, the fact that someone can still find time to spend most of their time bitching about professional wrestling and what they don't like about it, that's a problem with you, especially if you call yourself a fan. If you're going to sit here and complain about every aspect of professional wrestling, then you're not watching it right. You're just there sitting on your couch, 
you know, eating your Doritos and just fucking saying, you know what? I hate this. I hate that. I hate the world. Yeah. Such and such is killing the business. (laughs) Yeah. Like, no, I'm sorry. There there is no such thing as killing the business when kayfabe is dead. Right. You know what I mean? Like like Jim Cornette is probably going to kill the business with his complaining long before Joy Ryan does. Right. You between know, it, between it, him and uh fucking uh shit, what's what's the the guy who's five star ratings, Dave's Oh Melter. Yeah. By the way, that picture with him and Ron Jeremy in the same photo sitting next to each other, that is the most random place I could see two guys sitting next to each other who are famous yeah. for two completely different reasons. Completely different that reasons. Fucking yeah. PWG show. Yep. Pro wrestling brings out the weirdest, the weirdest, the weirdest. The weirdest. It brings out the weirdest. It really does. The weirdest really people, does. man. Well, All right, fellas. Anything else you guys want to talk about tonight? Uh, no, nah, I'm I'm pretty uh good. Not a thing for the for the first episode for the pilot show. I think this is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Because here's the thing: I am the podcast champions. Uh, no, no, no. I am the podcast champions. No, 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 no. I am the podcast champions. I am the podcast champions. Actually, I am the podcast champion. I am Actually, the podcast champions. We are the podcast champions. And this is Damien Salty G. That's DEO. Yep. And that is Matt Roth. Where can we find everybody at Twitter? At I'm just DEO. At Matt Roth 512. At Dare to be Damien. And we will see you guys next time. I love it.